Cut that, cut that shit, nigga. Oh, man. Y'all niggas got to stop sleeping on my nigga Sheik Looch, man. Y'all niggas got to stop sleeping on my mans, bro. But anyway, man. This is King Known Uncensored. We gonna title this properly and leave the shade in the window. We gonna title this simply Space Jam A New Legacy. Because my review is coming up, but we ain't starting off with that. We're going to start off with some uh, sad news. Sad news out of hip-hop. <sighs> Man, every every week, every day, it just seems like we're losing pillars in the hip-hop community. And we lost uh, Biz Marquis today at the age of 57. And, um, <sighs> man, unbelievable, bro. I mean, I you would think like he would, you know. I'm just saying, bro. He, you know, 
you kind of expected this because the last report we heard about him, he was in hospice and people were already declaring him dead, just like they did DMX. But, you know, hospice is a tough thing to come out of. That's like where you spend most of maybe your last stages. But um, we don't want to remember Biz in death. We want to remember him in life. Now, me personally, Biz Marquis is an era before me, meaning that I didn't get a chance to enjoy him in his prime. But he's most known for his song, The The Vapors, and the number one song he ever did was Just a Friend, where he decided to step outside his beatboxing and his comedy rap and decided to go in the booth and and sing his motherfucking heart out. Yeah, man. But Biz, ah, man, he was affiliated. He was in the Juice Crew with, um, I think he was in the Juice Crew. Wasn't Biz in the Juice Crew? I think so. Let me double check that just in case. Because I think he was in the Juice Crew, bro. Yep, he sure was. I knew I knew, I knew my hip-hop, bro. Yeah, he was in the Juice Crew with Roxanne, Shantae, Cool G Rap, Big Daddy Kane, MC Shan. So, man, just... I'm just sick of, like, losing our legends, man. We got to take care of ourselves a lot better, you know what I'm saying? 57 is just way too young, man. So big rest in peace to the homie Biz Marquee. We love you, and we appreciated your time here on Earth giving us those great records. Now, um, let's move on to basketball. This is what a lot of this is about, and then we're going to get into a new edition of 10 Verses, y'all. It's going to be a long show, so buckle up. Shout out to Wes Unsell Jr. He has been announced as the Wizards head coach. His father, Wes Unsell who passed away a few years ago. He won the NBA championship as a member of the Washington Wizards in, I believe, 1978. And uh, he also got the finals MVP, which, looking up the numbers, I felt like his teammate Elvin Hayes should have got it, but Wes Unsell was like another Ben Wallace prototype, which he controlled the game through his defense. The entire game with his defense. And it's great that his son is getting an opportunity to coach his team. I know Wes is looking upon him proud. Um, so, the Warriors have been hinting at a big giant trade because Draymond, you know, had slipped up in an interview and said that something was being worked on. Now, the, the uh, Golden State Warriors have been shopping around their two first-round picks. They are also trying to bring a big superstar to the Golden State Warriors. And I definitely do believe that Andrew Wiggins' name popped up in some of these trades. The team is hell-bent on keeping that core of Draymond and Clay and Steph. And are willing to move some of their young assets, James Wiseman included, in order to bring a superstar to Golden State. Now, who shall that be shall remain nameless. Because there are a lot of players out there on the market. I mean, Colin Sexton is not a superstar, but he would definitely bring an offensive boost to that team. Ben Simmons' name is involved. 
I mean, you know, you can't have two Draymonds out there. You know what I'm saying? And um, who else's name? Um, and then Dame Lillard, of course, who's the hottest name on the trade market right now. Even though, but me personally, I don't know who is um. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a, a interesting name. You know what I'm saying? That they should really go after for if, if we're talking about an available possible superstar. I would, you know, beg Kawhi like Keith Sweat beg. Like Jodeci bag, like Silk bag. But I don't know. Maybe the Warriors are doing something that we would never expect to happen. Anyway, speaking of trades, a rumored offer that the Sacramento Kings offered the Philadelphia 76ers for the rights to Ben Simmons was uh, Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hill, and the number nine overall pick for Ben Simmons. If I, I mean, I know you can't. I know you have to weigh your options. I know you have to weigh other deals, but this is a trade that the Philadelphia 76ers should consider because Tyrese Halliburton can easily slide into that um, two spot and start alongside Tyrese Maxey. And then they'll be able to keep Seth Curry. And then, but or you could slide Buddy Heald in, or Heald can play the six man alongside Shake Milton. Matisse Thibel, they're not even asking about Thibel. They're just asking for just Simmons. They believe that Simmons and, and Fox would be a hell of a duo. And I think that I'm not saying that Sacramento is going to go to the playoffs. But De'Aaron Fox and Ben Simmons could make a run for the playing game if they get that shit together. I know giving up on Halliburton early is a risk and your number nine pick. Basically saying, fuck 2021, we'll worry about that in 2022. But the Sixers should accept this deal. Because not only does it give you depth, it gives you the number nine overall pick. Like, if you look at the talent that's probably going to be around, you're looking at Jaden Springer, Kai Jones, Zaire Williams, Jalen Johnson, Trey Mann. Davion Mitchell, um, Josh Christopher, Bones Highland, like, or even Corey Kispert. You add a Corey Kispert to the Sixers along with Halliburton, Heald. I mean, come on, man. The Sixers could challenge the Nets for the East next year. A healthy Nets team, by the way. But anyway, moving on. Let's see. How far am I in this motherfucker? 11 minutes. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving, y'all. Um, Now, there has been reports that Damian Lillard was going to come out and demand a trade. And, you, and guess what he said? I didn't ask for a trade. I didn't even say that. All those rumors are fake. I never said that I wanted a trade. That's what he said. I'm going to just get the actual quote for clarification here. Because a lot of y'all Fakers fans, yes, I said Fakers fans, motherfucker, do something. It says right here, Damian Lillard 
Right now, I'm not sure about what I'm going to do. What I can say is my intentions and my heart has always been on set on being in a Portland Trailblazers uniform for my entire career. But I think over time, you want to win it all, and I want to do it in a Blazers uniform. But we all have to be making strides towards that. So suck on one. Ha <laughs> ha! And then the Warriors, yeah, man. Your shit is over with, buddy. So, Damian Lillard is untouchable in Blazerland. Now, what the Blazers are going to do to put that team around him? God bless and Godspeed. Now, I know you've been waiting for this. I finally saw Space Jam, A New Legacy. And yes, I'm not calling it Fake Jam anymore. It got upgraded to its regular title. You want to know why? Because the movie is good. Now... Rotten Tomatoes said 38%. The ratings on this website that I got it from is 3.7 out of 10. Damn. Me personally, I'm going to give you the pros and the cons of Space Jam A New Legacy. Now the pros. LeBron didn't fuck this movie all the way up like I thought he would. He did his job. Was to hold down the movie as the main character. And you know what I compare LeBron's performance to? You know in football where the quarterback is the game manager? You know, he's not that great of a thrower. He's not as accurate. He, he, he's a little bit accurate, but he's not a deep ball guy. He's not that accurate, but he doesn't turn over the ball. That's LeBron James in Space Jam. Now, Don Cheadle's performance is fucking amazing. As the villain, Don Cheadle plays a hell of a villain. He plays anything well. The only thing that I didn't like about Don Cheadle is the show Black Monday. I just never got into it. But House of Lies is a classic show. And he put on a hell of a performance in Space Jam. The new movie. Right? And... The Looney Tunes, they they was, yeah, man. Yes, it was vintage. I like the fucking Looney Tunes performances. I fuck with that shit. Zendaya as, as Lola Bunny, fire. She was pretty good. Um, Let's see, what else was good about this motherfucker? The plot! The plot was good. I get it, man, you know. LeBron's not showing his son enough attention, so somebody else comes along and shows him attention, and it morphs into a whole nother world. And then another good thing, LeBron actually did not turn his back on the Toon Squad. He didn't demand a trade to the Goon Squad. Then also, of course, my boy Damian Lillard's performance as as uh, the time... Then you had Clay Thompson, Diana Taurasi. I forgot the other female's name in the movie. Fuck the female basketball player. Damn it. AD was <laughs> funny as hell. But um, I don't know what's up with these bad reviews. This is a a good eight out of ten. I give it. I give the movie a B, a solid B. But let's see what else was good about it. Oh yeah, let me go to the cons. LeBron is not an emotional... He's not good at at um, 
projecting his feelings on film. He should never get any dramatic portions of any movies because this nigga is an ugly crier. We seen it. That nigga is Derek Luke in fucking Friday Night Lights crying bad. He's an ugly crier. He's a Taraji P. Henson crier. We seen it in real life. Like the emotional scenes were cringeworthy. When he was like a, 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 a cartoon character, he need to work on that. I think LeBron James is better suited for PG-13 and R-rated movies because LeBron's a gr- is just too grown to play this role. LeBron just was like Chris Middleton personality in this movie. Not to say that he wasn't good. I'm just saying just the cons, just the cons. And I just didn't feel like he was, you know, he needed some teaching acting classes a little bit for this role in particular, because I felt like he was good as hell on Survivor's Remorse when he was the guest star at the poker table. He was good as fuck in there. And he was good as hell in Trainwreck, too. Trainwreck was funny as fuck. And he fit his role perfectly. Now, there were some things I forgot about pros. Like, LeBron kind of psychoanalyzed himself in this role. And it was a lot of true shit in that movie. Like, it was a lot of real life shit regarding LeBron's life and career. And then shout out to Wood Harris. Wood Harris is in the movie. Hell yeah. Shout out to Wood Harris for his cameo. Um, other than that, it's not that many cons, really. I kind of enjoyed the movie. I ain't going to cap for the people. Man, listen, life is too short to be a hater, bro. Like, this is a really good ass movie. I definitely recommend it. I recommend that shit. If you can get over LeBron's lack of emotional depth. But that's about all. That's the only really real flaw. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Another flaw. The the music in the movie was terrible. The soundtrack is terrible. Like, as as I said before, like, the Joyner Lucas song wasn't even in the movie. That shitty ass, shitty, I mean, sweetie song was in it that little uzi vert shit they could have just put the original pump up the jam in it like i felt like space jam a new legacy needed to buy some rights to some real ass basketball music but other than that space jam a new legacy earned its name and i give it a solid b an eight out of ten Now let's move on to 10 verses. My 10 verses. Let's cut this fucking music off. Anyway. The 10 verses of the night. Is a female. Man that's a female. She. Hails. From Brooklyn New York. She. Is a veteran in this game. She released an album a couple of years back. And. She may be 4'11", but she stands tall. And she came into the game a woman amongst men.
She's tough. She's raw. And she's my second favorite female rapper of all time. Got to give it up for Lil' Kim. Give it up for Lil' Kim. Man, that wasn't even a clap. That sounded like Dammer Coochie Loud. <laughs> but anyway, yes, ain't no shook hands in Brooklyn. Now, Lil' Kim has had a lot of verse, a lot of great verses, and it was very tough for me to pick 10. And I'm pretty sure I have to look one more time before I actually pick because I am shook right now. Because I really want to get this right, and I really respect Lil' Kim as an artist as a woman and just as a cultural icon because without her a lot of these rappers would not exist i'm trying to tell you kim is a female god on the microphone and she's battled the best of them and killed the rest of them now let's move on to number 10 number 10 there was a lot of scrutiny surrounding Little Kim in her case. You know what I'm saying? And she dropped a, 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 just a strong verse about Junior Mafia, who basically left her to do prison time, who didn't, you know, particularly Little C's at the time. They were back and forth. Now, I guess they reconciled a little bit since then, but... Obviously, it's not the same as it once was between the Junior Mafia and Little Kim. But on Woe, her second verse was tough, but it ended up being number 10. So let me just get to that shit real quick. I'm trying to scroll here. My bad, y'all. I'm taking so long. Shit. What album was this on? Oh, okay. It was on The Naked Truth. All right, let's go. Check that out. That was a tough verse right there. Like I said, she is a woman amongst men. Number nine. It's one of her most famous verses and one of her most famous songs. And I am so glad I got to see Little Kim live. Y'all just don't understand. Growing up in that era, we spun that. Biggie, Junior Mafia, Lil' Kim shit. Especially Lil' Kim shit. Matter of fact, you know, I like Lil' Kim just as much as I like Biggie. But anyway, number nine. On her uh, third album, La Bella Mafia, she had a verse where she had one of the most famous quotes from any rapper. Not just any female, but 
Number nine. <laughs> We're going to go to that second verse on the jump off. Let's go. say that I can make a Sprite can disappear in my mouth? You know how crazy your deep throat gotta be to make a Sprite can disappear in your mouth? I love Lil' Kim. <laughs> I don't care what she looks like. Fuck y'all. It doesn't matter which Kim it is. I don't give a fuck, nigga. I still want her. I ain't gonna lie. After all these years. She gonna be Eartha Kitt, goddammit. And <laughs> fucking boomerang. I still want Lil' Kim. But number eight was was a more recent. Um, this was um what year was this? Um 2019. Um This is arguably like in my top ten Kim songs. I'm not gonna front. On this song, she her second verse, she had a line about her bezel, bro. You'll hear it in the verse. Number eight. I got bag, the second verse. Let's go. Give me that bag, give me that bag. I'm on here for the bag. Give me that bag, give me that bag. You know I keep a bag on me. I'm a bad girl. So you know I'm moving silence. I'm a humble crook. I get your ass booked and still screams out the bag. so cold I need to thaw it out what <sighs> man man Ooh. I'm still I'm still like collecting myself here after that I'm sorry y'all I don't care what y'all think but I know what I think that line was sick fuck y'all if y'all don't think so but anyway man number seven 
this is another world famous Kim verse. Everybody damn near knows this verse. You know what I'm saying? I know some of the words, you know what I'm saying? But if you are real, like, like if you are a girl and you're a Kim fan, like every girl knows this verse. Number seven on a track where it just features Biggie Smalls and her. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, y'all. <laughs> it's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, seriousness in that verse, man. A lot of seriousness now. But I'm going uh, I'm to hold it back. Number seven, Lil' Kim's verse on Get Money. so many memories especially of that notorious movie bro but anyway number five i mean number six. Oh my god when she comes on this song it's my favorite part of the song when it transitions from angie martinez to little kim it's my part because i kind of like this whole entire song i mean it's one of the greatest Female anthems, one of the greatest posse cuts of all time, man. I'm telling you. Number six is Not Tonight Remix. Man, let me tell you something, man. Oh, my God. I just love that song, bro. I just love it. But Kim part? Let me just play the transition part I'm talking about. Wait, wait. 
let me tell y'all something, dog. That's just that's just one of the best songs made by a group of females like ever, nigga. Especially female rappers. Like female rappers need to get together more. I swear to God. Like I love to hear like you know Rhapsody on a song with with Megan or Mulatto. I love to hear you know what I'm saying. A Nitty Scott and a fucking Sweetie song. Even though I don't like Sweetie, you know, that'd be nice to see, you know, females collab. You know, I love me them female rappers. Y'all know this. Y'all know this. I be on that shit, nigga. Love when a female talk that shit, nigga. You know, just be yourself. Be original. And Lil' Kim is definitely an original. Number five. On one of her most famous songs. Famous songs. Her best song, the number one Kim song, like ever, dude. It's not even a fucking question about it. Lil' Kim has showcases her chops on her first single. I'm going to give you Crush On You, the first verse. Let's go. See if I can find that motherfucker. Where the fuck is it at? Yeah, I'm just so my anxiety is just through the roof right now, dude. Uh man, where the fuck oh there it is. Okay, I'm about to say verse was hard i had to y'all y'all just don't understand when it comes to putting these lists together for the verses it's very difficult you gotta choose between your heart and your head and your gut and you gotta combine all three of them into one and just and kim is an established artist she is uh above average lyricist damn near an elite lyricist in a way you know you may question her pen but her but she she was writing music before biggie was writing for her okay she was writing music before that and biggie did write some verses on that first album but from notorious kim and on <laughs> she wrote that shit she learned and she succeeded good enough to be the master. Number four. Hmm. 
This is another favorite of mine. This is one of my favorite Kim songs. This song, this Kim song is actually underrated. Despite it being popular, it's not discussed enough in best Kim song conversations. But number four, the third verse on No Matter What They Say. And it's a very good message behind this song, too. So let's go. I see. Let's go. drop that shit. <laughs> yeah dropping this song is like dropping that yellow cake nigga but uh number three this is the first time that we were introduced to little kim she came through with a bravado with the see-through top and she would just grab her shit on stage yo and she would have her wig on. She'd have those dark ass shades on. Bruh. Number three, Players Anthem. Let's go. I remember when I first heard this song, right? She came on the song saying, I used to pack Max and Cadillacs. And the crazy part is she did. <laughs> That's the killer part. She used to hold it down. Kim wasn't no fucking, wasn't no damn diva. She, I know, well, I take that back. Kim is a diva, but she wasn't no fucking golden girl or no princess. She packed Max and Cadillacs for real. Y'all motherfuckers, man. Kim got street credibility with an SC and not an ST. 
But number two, number two, a lot of you guys are going to get a first-hand experience because um, I'm pretty sure you guys are familiar with the song Big Mama Thing, right? That was released for her album. Now, there was a verse taken off the song that was going to get kept because Lil' Kim Heard hit him up. Lil' Kim heard that line. Lil' Kim, don't fuck around with real G's quit to snatch your ugly ass off the streets. So fuck peace. She heard that shit. And Lil' Kim is vicious in battle. Let me tell you something. She would have got one up on Pac. If Pac would have lived, bro, this shit could have got out of hand. Because Lil' Kim struck back, y'all. In an unreleased verse. This is my second favorite Kim verse ever. And you'll understand why. I'm going to just play it. Number two, Big Mama Thing, the unreleased verse. She like, if Pac throw a line at me, I'ma throw a line at that nigga. And to be completely honest with you, Kim's shit was better than Pac's. Kim's shot was better than Pac's shot. I ain't gonna lie. Because a lot of people, you know, anticipate the response of things. And if your response isn't as good or even better as the original, then you failed. But this was not only a pass, but this is an A-plus response. And that's why as my second, that's, that's why this is the second best Kim verse ever. Now, number one, we all know number one. I mean, are you fucking kidding me right now? If you don't know that this shit is number one, you need to fucking kill yourself. And I'll help you kill yourself too. But number one, Quiet Storm Remix. The fuck? Damn hole, here we go, shit, have you out alive, hip hop, this funk, see your ear from the wall uncut, have a nigga OT, cause it's never enough, hot damn hole, here we go again, light as a rock, bitch, hard as a cop, bitch, this shit not for blocks, through hard tops, in the parking lot, where my nigga rock, like the spark a lot, my book lines down, speak for itself, like a wrestler, another notch under my belt, the embezzler, chrome treasurer, the UNO competitor, I'm 10 steps ahead of you, I'm a leader, y'all some following shit, Coming in this game on some violent shit. The 
with your suck pop just to get to the top. I put a hundred percent in every line I drop. It's the Q to the B with the M O B B. Queensbridge, Brooklyn, and we D double E P. Wow, yeah, wish I did the life I live. Yo, prodigy, uh, tell them what uh, this is done. Yo, it's the Excuse me, man. Number one, I mean, come on, man. There's nothing more that you can say about this verse. Again, what did I tell you, niggas, from the beginning? She is a woman amongst men. And we got to give a salute to Lil' Kim. But that's my shit for tonight. This is King Known Uncensored, Space Jam, A New Legacy, and I'm out.